0: irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A.
1: Talk Radio. You're listening to All About Guitar with Jeff Wolo, only on L.A. Talk Radio. instrument, and has developed into an incredible voice in today's music. So many types of guitars, so many styles of playing, all sorts of gear. How does one make their voice be heard as a guitarist? My name is Jeff Floro, and welcome to All About Guitar where we talk tone, we talk technique, we talk gear. Where we discover how we can become better musicians in a world of constantly changing technologies, where we take a good look at everything guitar, and sometimes not exactly guitar, but just as important. So we can be more successful as a musician in today's music scene. So sit back and relax, and let's explore All About Guitar. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to All About Guitar. We have a great show tonight. Uh, my guest is Cara Granger, and she hails from Australia. And also joining me is Lori, of course. Hello again. <laughs> and um, we're going to talk... Th- I. Kara is, is an amazing guitar player, besides a singer-songwriter, and she does some, um, some great slide playing, besides regular electric and acoustic guitar, and she brought a bunch of her guitars and a very cool amp, if you can see it back there, it's called a Rita, and uh, we're going to go through all this, these uh, uh, different guitars and, and her background and stuff, but first I just want to welcome you, it's really a pleasure to have you on the show
0: for having me, Jeff.
1: Hold on. I've got to remember to turn your mic on. There we go. Hello. There we go. We're now on. Here we are. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about your background.
2: Sure. Well, I hail from Sydney, Australia, mm-hmm. and I grew up in the inner city there, right next to Sydney Harbour, beautiful place to grow up, and I was very lucky uh, when I was emerging on the music scene there. There's a lot of blues and roots and soul music popular in most of the live venues around town. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty heavily influenced by those styles of music at the time when I was 16 and 17, and sneaking into pubs. My band, my brother was also playing in uh, bands at the time. Uh, he's a couple of years older, you know, playing blues and roots bands, and he started touring the country. And then we formed a band together, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: pretty much. I think I was in the last I think I was in 12th grade of high school when uh, we formed the band I I started playing tambourine <laughs> and I ended up being the lead singer
1: oh so very cool I just
2: kind of snuck my way in there
1: but so you were pred- predominantly blues blues influenced did we you listen a lot blues. of rock and roll did you listen to anything else
2: so when I was growing up I actually listened to a lot of folk music mm-hmm. as well uh, I delved into my parents connect collection and I was listening to a lot of Joni Mitchell and even Joan Byers and Little Country with Waylon Jennings and um, Willie Nelson. And my brother was the one that, Mitch, that really brought the blues into the house when I was about 13 Mm -hmm. because he started collecting LPs, and he was learning harmonica himself. So he started bringing Little Walter and Muddy Waters and Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Reed and all these people. Uh, And... From there, I mean, I'm shortening the story. hope that's all right. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, basically, I then, I was learning guitar. I started when I was 12. I was singing and playing, learning guitar. And then my brother also started learning a few years, even though he brought the music into the house, he started learning guitar a couple of years after me, but went to a different teacher who was teaching him how to play blues guitar. Mm -hmm. He introduced him to Stevie Ray Vaughan, introduced him to Buddy Guy and all these people. So when I heard that, I basically said, I want to go to that teacher because that sounds great. Mm -hmm. And uh, also at the time, you know, we'd go out and we'd see live music and this is what we were hearing. So that's what we wanted to do. And, uh, you know, Mitch had a Fender Stratocaster through a Music Man 112 amp. I believe it was 110 or 112. I think it was 112, mm-hmm. which sounded fantastic. And uh, not, the, not the lead channel, but the clean channel sounded brilliant. Right. <laughs> no, a lot of people did that.
1: They used the clean channel. In, and then
2: put the, the pedals through it. And, and um, we formed a band, like I said, uh, when I got out of school. And though the guys in the band, Declan Kelly on drums, Rowan Lane on bass. We had a percussion player, Danny Guerrero. And uh, those guys were heavily in, influenced into Stax, into Memphis sounds, into New Orleans sounds. So when we'd tour up and down the coast, when I was a very influential young woman, you know, they introduced me to all this fantastic music, and there was a lot of soul and a lot of funk in there. And that was a, a big part of my upbringing in the mm-hmm. music world.
1: Well, there's a cut. We'll play it a little bit later from her new album. I'm going to flash it up here right now. Living With Your Ghost. It's coming out or next week, right?
2: It's coming out. Uh, the single's actually coming out next week. Okay. Uh, Living With Your Ghost and the full album will be out June 1st.
1: June 1st. You okay. can
2: You can pre-order it right now though.
1: But it, talking about that kind of uh, funky groove, there's a song called Groove Train. We'll play that in a little bit. We'll I'll leave that later. There's some interesting stuff. But why don't you um, get, uh, play something for us right now and this will, she's going to do something using the uh, acoustic slide. First of all, tell us what you're using here right now. Sure.
2: This is uh, my Harmony guitar that I, it's a 60s Harmony that I picked up in Australia a few years back now. Also with a 60s Diamond pickup out of, single coil out of Italy, mm-hmm. that a lot of the early blues guys used around that time and beforehand, and also uh, before, you know. A lot of the folk stars used these pickups before there was acoustic electrics, basically. So it was pretty popular sound. And uh, you know, I was learning slide, and I wanted to do something different besides just grabbing a dobro. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dobro. And uh, <laughs> no, that's all right. You're fine. <laughs> so I love your accent. It's I great. I thought that we, you know, found an acoustic guitar, and I was just looking, searching for a slightly different sound with that and it breaks up really nicely. If you want to arc it up, we're playing kind of a low volume right now, but uh, yeah, this gives you a little idea. It's a nice balance between the the roots of an acoustic sound and a little bit more Mm -hmm. boost of
3: electric.
1: Great. But I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I noticed that your D'Ormond pickup is shifted so that the bottom string pole is on the fifth string. Is that intentional?
2: So I move it around, actually, quite a bit, depending mm-hmm. on what room I'm at. And, you know, it can get a different... If I want a more trebly sound or a bassy sound, I basically just shift this a little bit to move it in the sound hole. And um, also, the volume... On the pickup itself affects the tone really majorly, Mm -hmm. so I'll always be adjusting that slightly, depending where I am. Now I'm pretty used to this amp now as well, uh, because I'm using the Category Five amps Mm -hmm. that are I'm sponsored by fantastic amps out of Texas and uh, a lot of different varieties. This happened to be great for me because I have two separate channels here, and I can separate my.
1: Now is that a two twelve or one twelve? This is a one, one twelve, and mm-hmm. it's what a fifty watt.
2: Um, I think this one's a fifty watt. I have to check. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually um, you can change the ampage on it as well in the
3: back.
1: So the uh, now is this, is this uh, the the power section is it like a Marshall with the EL tubes, EL thirty fours, or or is it like a Fender with the six L sixes?
2: 6L6s and the preamps, Uh, I've got to check, I need to to get the text and find out what the preamp, I can't remember, but (laughs) um, the main tubes in the back are the 6L6s, I believe. I'll get that back to you very soon. No, that's no problem. Yeah. (laughs) No problem. But um, a whole bunch of tubes on the preamps too, I've got to figure out what they are. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. sounding
1: amp. I it, We turned it up a little bit before the show. I, there's another show next door it's so I can get it. It's really real
2: balanced. So whatever you put through it, it has the warmth, but it has a nice um, clarity in the bottom end and the top end without being too bright or crisp. And So you can do a lot with it.
1: And you're, you basically run it clean and then you overdrive with pedals, right? Yeah. So be, briefly, just tell us what you're using.
2: So... I use a bunch of stuff, but today I'm using my favorite distortion pedal, which is actually called a Geek Screamer, which is a boutique pedal that I don't think they're still making anymore. Um, I So, basically, it's like it, it, you've got two distortions here that you can adjust, mm-hmm. but it has some vintage capacitors in mm-hmm. there installed, and it was made by a guy up in San Francisco. Um, I think he's moved on to different business now, but it's one of my favorite pedals, and um, I'm also using a pedal, pedal have been lately, that uh, Mike Zito developed, if you know him at all, he's a fantastic blues guitar player,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is, I'd say, pretty similar to this sound too. I love this Casper delay, that's really, um, I use this a lot on the album, mm-hmm. a lot I will say, and uh, I'll also use a lot my mini Dunlop Wah. I absolutely love. It's a and
1: little, It's a little baby one.
2: So I've got it plugged in right now, but, you know, it's hard to use with high heels. I'll give you that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if you don't
2: have high heels. I really think you, it has a, a sweep that you can, ch- um, you can control, and it sounds a, a lot better to me than the uh, full-size Dunlop wire that you get off the... Oh. Uh, that you just really
1: it sounds better than a regular crybaby
2: it really does the the sweep sounds better to me I might be insane I'll tell you that it's I don't know am I insane could be but that's why I'm using it not because of the size I think it sounds better (laughs) So,
1: well, with that you throw, go. it might the sweep might be adjusted.
2: Well, I used some vintage wires from the you know 70s, well, yeah. like Jimi Hendrix, Dunlops, all kinds of stuff uh, over the years, and been very disappointed for years. And because I had one that I lost and never achieved the same sound again, but I love this one, I think it's great.
1: That's cool, I yeah. It's, it's a bee. Ba- I remember when I saw them at the show, <laughs> they're great. Uh, but let me, well, actually, since you're talking about the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to plug it in right now. I'm going to play a clip from the uh, album called Groove Train, and what's interesting about it, the wah sound is ob- obviously it's one of my favorite sounds. What she's getting is getting the classic wah, but what's really cool also is the way you're playing around the saxophone. So I, uh, I pulled the clip around that solo and then you start singing again and you're doing fills and one thing that's really cool about this album is she does really tasty riffs in and around there's just a lot of little ear candy all over the album so um let me play the clip this is groove train and take a listen this this is a this is that wah this is a great (laughs) sound here you go That's a great, great tone. I mean, just love that sound. What were you using with the wah?
2: So uh, that was the Mike Zito uh, pedal, which I have here in my, my bag. Um, I want to grab it out, actually,
3: mm-hmm. in a
2: minute. Um, together with, uh, that, what was it? We were using some different Category 5 amps, because mm-hmm. this is my LA-based Beast, but they have a bunch of different models, Mm -hmm. and at the time, I can't remember which particular model that was, but I'll have to look that up.
1: But which Um, guitar did you use?
2: Ah, that was a... Okay, so on the recording I used a couple strats. Um, Because
1: it sounded like a strat to me.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if that one was the 64 strat, or the 58 strat and I'm pretty sure it was 58 that with the maple because yeah,
1: it has that tone, tone and you go you when you I think at the end you went to the bridge pickup when you're playing it sounded like the bridge pickup but it's got that clarity to it
3: right which you're I,
1: breaking it up a little bit but it it has that sound which Hendrix used to do a lot too it was a really cool sound we'd lay back I Often
2: do that sure when you want to get a little bit more angst and sound just flick it across to the bridge pickup Um, yeah so there were some beautiful beautiful guitars that were also uh, I was also um, able to use thanks for the people at category five and uh, yeah they were both great but that I think it was the earlier one like I said it might have been it's a 50 I think it was 58 I have to check but it was super that super creamy funky sound you know I used that on another track, "Favorite Sin" as well. Mm-hmm. That it was just, it was just golden.
1: Yes, the favorite mm-hmm. that has that. Uh, you're doing a, you do the electric guitar lead on that one. Yeah. So yeah. and that's that's the stri- well actually, we'll just play that since I have it right here. <laughs> no, you were going to say Let's right. <laughs> cool. go ahead. A Beautiful guitar. So yeah. more strat. No here. sense
0: imagining. I'll no, hear it. <laughs> Let's.
1: So this is "Favorite Sin." Hang on. It's a great little riff there. She has a lot of little, cool little. That riffs.
2: actually happened in the moment. That riff. Really. Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> we this is a, a co-written song, and we had uh, basically the um, Julia that send Julia King sent us the the words and and the chords, and then we we're in the studio and we started messing with it a little bit. Really, in the space of about. You know an hour, something like that, and then the riff came out. We started working on it, laid the track down, and it was actually the last recorded song of the session, so oh. that's why it's a little more rocking out, too, because we were all kind of ready to let loose at that point.
1: That's a great if song, you know what I mean? But that tone that's a great, and the, these amps are amazing. I'm really impressed,
2: they're incredible amps, yeah. And also, I mean, this one, I like you, like you said, I pretty much play clean and put my pedals through because it does actually have a lot of wattage and but they've got all kinds you know some of them that uh you know will break up a little bit earlier there's a little 110 that they developed recently that just just sounds like this mix of a champ and and another amp too which is just incredible plus you can take it on jump it on take on the plane with you and mm-hmm. it's killer
1: now yeah. that was um on favorite sin you're using the Zedo pedal yeah the Zedo pedal that's mm-hmm. very cool
2: i used to a lot my combination a lot for the I tried a bunch of things, and I came back to that. I came back to this Casper delay, this pedal I used occasionally. My this favorite geek screamer, like I mentioned, for some leads.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and other than that, it was just it was the amps, you know. So yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of what else if I used anything else particular for effects, but uh, I think Anders used a, a chorus on a couple of tracks. Um, but that was pretty much it. Yeah.
1: Well, I noticed in on the album, there's a couple of tracks where you're using a phaser. There's like that. That was
0: yeah. So that would be, that was Anders using the phaser. Anders. Yeah. So we're talking about a- Anders Osborne, mm-hmm. who produced co-produce. That's right. Album. New Orleans-based producer. That's right. So,
2: yeah, we tracked with uh, JJ Johnson on drums, mm-hmm. Dave Monzi on bass. Anders and me on guitar and Ivan Neville on keys. That was the the core, and it remained the core for most of the album. There was a couple of overdubs with the horns,
1: one percussion,
2: Texas horns on uh, one song, Uh, my friend George Stanford on another song here, and uh, also actually a brilliant songwriter in his own right, also plays a decent horn and uh, plays decent trumpet. But uh, yeah, that was it. So it was—it was, most of it. We were focusing on, the, you know, what developed in that week of recording.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let me play. Um, I want to get, and this yes. is this one features the slide playing. I'm going to play the title song, "Living uh, with Your Ghost," a clip from that. But I wanted to ask you when you listen to the clip, she—it'll start where there's a main lead that she does on slide, and then she starts singing again, and then another guitar. Another slide comes in, but the tone's different. It's it's really cool. So I want to ask you what the difference was or what you did, but it's Mm -hmm. really again this album really shows different sounds and tones, and I think that um, it makes it really interesting the album because you're just you're just giving us all this ear candy that's really great. (laughs) So um, let me go ahead and play this. This is the title song, a clip from it, uh, living. Uh, with your ghost and uh, take a listen and listen to the two slide parts the one at the beginning one at the end great stuff So you hear that, that last, that one you're doing at the end, the tone's different. Is it the same, It's a different guitar?
2: You have quite the discerning ear, Jeff. <laughs> 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 That's
3: what he like, does. <laughs> God, you're making me remember all this
2: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that was a, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the same guitar on the back pickup as opposed to the middle you pickup. You just switch.
1: But it's a great sound, that one at the end. That was
2: a Les Paul. Okay. And I'm actually enjoying playing a Les Paul a lot a lot lately, playing a gold top.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, you know, I started on Strat, pretty much. And, uh, but I'm playing the, the Les Paul a lot live. And so that that was, you know, middle pickup. Is that a humbucker
1: or through. a P90 on it?
2: That was a P90, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it gets, the, it, I don't know how to describe the sound. It's kind of like a, uh, not nasal, but like a, or not hollow, but it kind of has like a, a rounded like filtered type of sound when you at the end mm-hmm. but it's that really cool sound it's almost like uh dobro or like when you turned up this guitar with the with the amp when you're running mm. through the amp it gets that kind of it's not nasally but it's kind of a rounded honky. yeah honky <laughs> You got <laughs> a little, it. little bit little bit but it's a cool sound and, it, and what you're doing at the end and there's if you got to really listen in the when you hit, listen through headphones like we are you can hear she's doing little lines behind her when she was singing so uh, I'm, I'm again it's always interesting trying to pull these clips because all right here's the lead okay I'm gonna cut it right here well wait a minute she's kind of doing something under <laughs> that vocal I think I'll keep going and then I it went out all the way to the end, so there you yeah, go. But I mean, it's it's interesting little things that you're throwing in there.
2: It's a balance, yeah, isn't it? Like to get that little bit of roundedness to the sound without being too muffled. You
1: know? Yeah, you well, I mean, but that's through. that's not. A lot of people don't get that. They'll they'll take a Les Paul and crank it and do this great. I mean, it sounds it's valid. It sounds good, but you're actually changing the sound in the middle of the in the in the song, and it's. It's just another thing that's different.
2: Yeah, textures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm,
1: colors, and it, and I think that's that's interesting because you yeah. really know your tone. You're changing. Well, yeah, it
2: comes from lack of ability, Jeff. You know, Cause cause <laughs> like, geez, I can't do anything. I can't do another lick now. Maybe I better change my oh, there's change pick.
1: i am do it again. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's just a great uh, it's a great. Well, well let's talk a little. I'm gonna we're, we're gonna talk about some effects here. Um, I'm going to play the last cut of the album. Uh, it's called Freedom Song. And what's really interesting about this is I just did the whole intro. It's just really cool what you're doing. You're panning guitars. I was having 60s flashbacks. But the, the, no, right. It was very cool. <laughs> but she just does little sound effects with it. She's doing little sound accents. And it's just really tasty. So let's listen to this, and we'll ask her what she did on that. there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in there besides the the slide effects i think there's well i'm going to ask you to break it out a little bit but the uh throughout the song even farther into the song a lot of the guitars are playing chords and then you whammy bar you like vibrato it
2: so uh i can't take credit for that part now <laughs> listening back to the song i was playing the uh the slide sound effects as you can hear, it was very all, cool. Thank, which all happened organically in the studio because I think we actually were jamming on the groove for a very, very, very long time, finding where it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then the song just kind of started. And then we kept what we were just mucking around with on the start of the song, basically.
3: It's so great. <laughs> uh,
2: so, when the only, and then you hear a kind of heavier fuzz guitar, mm-hmm. which was done live. And then you've got the the Bigsby over the top on um, if I think it wasn't what was Gibson with the Bigsby I believe on a hollow body
1: like a three thirty five or something.
2: It wasn't a three thirty five. But Anders was playing. It might have been a 325, I have to have to remember. But did it have humbuckers it wasn't or a, a white P-9? falcon? Was it no? Um, Could have been anyway. Like with the Bigsby over the top doing that on, no, 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 yeah they're doing yeah. that but
1: was the did the guitar have humbuckers or P90s do you remember
2: I think that was uh, humbuckers but I again see
1: so it was one of, but it was that the, the cut double to, cutaway did did. or was it a big jazz type
2: Um, it wasn't the double cutaway no 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 so I think it might have um, been non-cutaway I'm trying, to yeah, I'm trying to figure remember if it was a falcon or not oh a gretch Gritch.
1: would have that sound because it, it's kind of. Might a I to be mean the Gritch. It definitely has a twang to it. Yeah. But it was cool. I mean, he's doing all those little. It's really nice.
2: Yeah, it, it's beautiful, and he gets that that nice, um, real clear, you know, clang, bring sound coming through as well.
1: Yeah, and then and it sustains. So while he's doing the the Bigsby on it. It sustains out. It's actually kind of to me, it reminds me, even though the song isn't a rockabilly song, that's a rockabilly type of twang.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was the style of guitar. And, uh, you know, it went really good against this guitar that I love, um, the harmony that was playing the slide, but, you know, which again can be that, you know, heavy mid sound. So that nice balance of the twang with the, the midi. Now, when
1: you were using this guitar yeah. on the as the acoustic one, were you running it through the amp too and, and having some breakup in there too?
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. so you're using both, and, and miking and amping.
2: Usually, yes, but in this particular scenario, I think we just we went with the amp mm-hmm. because uh, we all tracked in the one room together. And uh, some of the... Um, I even tracked playing acoustic guitar in the room with everybody, and a couple of those tracks stayed. I've I've never done that before. It's kind of unheard of, you know, bleeding right into the... uh...
1: (laughs) Well, it works if you have a good room. It sounds like this studio was a great-sounding room. And if you mic it correctly, you What was that
2: studio? It's called Wire Recording in Austin. Yeah, we were there for... We did the main tracking in a week. And... uh, yeah, I mean, and is really focused on not necessarily might, what might be less prob- problematic for editing down the track. You know, he, he focused on, you know, this feels really good right now. We're all jamming, playing the song together in the right room, in the same room. Let's make it work. Yeah. yeah and I liked that, actually. And we did. Made it work. You know, there was one or two things we had to, um, we overdubbed um, from that track. and so I did a couple of acoustic guitars right. on the whole album, but June, a lot of them stayed. And then there's a couple of vocals and guitars that stayed from that.
1: Right. That's no, nice. it's just interesting because here I have you through the amp, and I have a microphone on you, and this guitar sounds great acoustically, and the marriage between the two is great.
2: That's what I've used that a lot on several. I mean, my albums. It,
1: this guitar mics really well. It's just it's that sound,
3: uh-huh.
2: but
1: it, it's amazing though what you get electrically with that Diarmon pickup is that's a, that is that is a great sound.
2: So I just got a message, uh, again, from uh, one of the um, people that were the executive producer and uh, engineer on the album, who said that it was actually the 64 Strat on Favorite scene.
1: Oh, okay. So it was the 64. <laughs> that's,
2: that's Don Ritter from Category 5.
0: Thank you very Yay. much. <laughs> Hi, Don.
1: <laughs> I'm jealous. If you ever want to get rid of that Strat, just send it over. Yeah, it's a
0: beauty. That's a it's great a sound. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that sounds really, really, really good. And uh, so, on uh, "Freedom Song." So you were using the acoustic guitar. What other guitars were you using on that?
2: Um, so
1: he was using the. These the the
2: Gretsch, like, which was the overdub, but live in the studio. Uh, can't, I can't remember if he was using the. Um, I think it was. I think it was a Gibson, or you know, like. Okay. Uh,
1: so you didn't do any. You just if you overdubbed on that was acoustic guitars.
2: There was no other overdubs on So that.
1: you didn't overdub. He just did that. He
2: just did the the Bigsby with, I think, like you said, the Gretsch. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. The rest was a live That's track. That's pretty good. That's
1: a good live sound.
2: Live vocal, too. It's yeah. All, yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, the, the, the recording in general is a nice open sound, even though, well, you were doing it live. It's obvious that, mm. I mean, the drums, when you hear like the opening with the drums and stuff on some of the cues, some of the songs uh, you can hear, it's a nice room sound.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, JJ on the drums, JJ Johnson, is just a master of tone. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I know this program is big about tone. uh, I mean, it's incredibly important to me as well. I'll, you know, tweet with sounds forever if I can. Unfortunately, to everyone else's detriment, but you
1: know, no, that's that's what it's about. You can tell in the way you play. Because you do get specific tones, you can tell. It's but, yeah,
2: JJ really, you know, tuned the drums and chose his, you know, snares and cymbals, and for mm-hmm, each particular mm-hmm. song, um, with what he thought matched the sentiment and the emotion in the best way.
1: Yes. Now it's a it's a his drum sounds great. Yeah. Throughout the album, the whole thing. Um, I'm going to play some more stuff in a minute, but let's talk a little more about some of the guitars that you brought. ooh
0: Yeah. Okay. A couple more here. So this is, uh, like I said,
2: has been my um, stable for Slide for a while, the Harmony. So I've also recently... I've been playing the Gold Top a lot. The,
1: right. The, the issue
2: that's uh, a little bit lighter. I think
1: that's the picture that I used for the promo, is her playing the Gold Top.
2: Right. I think again. can... Uh, I also came across... Another guitar, which I absolutely love. When I was in North Carolina uh, last year, I basically, I sometimes play at this at a venue called the, uh, and guitar shop called the Midwood Guitar Studio.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: a beautiful shop, lovely people. They always really look after me. But I found this guitar there. Where this is, is this? Lori, grab um,
1: that guitar from the door. I'm just oh, afraid somebody's going to open it. <laughs> Put it, be yeah, right there. So, this is right. I'm going to take some pictures of this puppy. Uh,
2: This is in Charlotte, North Carolina, the store. But the guitar itself was actually made in Austin, Texas, as
0: well. Funny enough,
2: I've got seem to keep having a lot of connection with
0: Austin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. It's a good music town. Yeah, but and I
2: did spend a bit of quite a bit of time there when I first got to uh, got to the states from Australia. But as you can see, it's very—it's a beautiful guitar. Um, it's quite rare. It's you
1: know, hard to flame, see it in the pictures or on oil. the video, but it's actually um, the top is arched oh. like an arch top. It it there's you like see a, that how it's, it's carved
2: carved in there, yeah, around the outside, and all you know, obviously all all hand done by Isaac Berman. <laughs> Well, what I love about this guitar is it's just super smooth. It.
1: I was trying it earlier. The neck is beautiful.
2: Yeah, you can just really, really glide.
1: Do me a favor and flip it around and show them the neck, the wood oh. on this neck. Look at this. Yeah. It's
2: very, very nice. you see that?
1: Hold on. Let me get it again. It's just beautiful. It's and...
2: It's a little bit weighty, you know?
1: It's heavier than your Les Paul?
2: The Les Paul I got's a reissue that I'm playing right now, which is actually the lighter variety, which I love as well. Okay. Do you know the one I'm talking about?
1: Because I have a Les Paul and it's heavy.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stain on it too. And
2: that's with, you know, distortion. If you just go clean through the amp. Oh, that's too loud, isn't it, for in here?
3: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but is it uh, two (laughs) volumes and one master tone Uh, so Mm. no two
2: tones one volume okay I'm a strap person I've just discovered this variety from you fairly recently but... but it's just it's so smooth and as you can hear there's you know there's really beautiful clarity through this amp nice warmth and um so I've got my headphones on I'm not sure if that's too loud for you but...
1: It's real balanced and it's and there's no dead notes i mean it's clean it's the fretboard there's no there's no it's real consistent now do you take a strat with you too you use a strat live
2: i was i not now uh i can't i can only take so many guitars i know you told me you took you took 12 to your sessions
1: 9 9 9 sorry. I did take 12 once but that that was that was years ago when you had to go to the studio and you didn't know what was going on
2: so uh, you know as I'll be traveling around I do some some fly dates on my tours etc and already I'll have a big duffel bag with two guitars in there one of my slide guitar and probably one other, the Les Paul often, sometimes this one, sometimes an acoustic. So
1: so it the does what you. taking
2: a back seat, but I mean, I kind of I want that too. What do you do?
1: Split the, <laughs> split the coil. Split the, all right. That's all you can do is you have to use like a splitter coil splitter on. Well, your reissue has split coils, right? You a, it's a push pull. It's actually
2: not that one. No, it's okay. a different variety, but. But it's not so much just necessarily the tone. It's the feel of it. That's true. Yeah, for me, personally. So.
1: But the uh, the single coil gets that. Especially like with your wah-wah, it, it brings the character of the wah-wah. Out.
2: It really, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But I this guitar is nice. I'm trying to compare it to something, but it's kind of unique. I mean, it's not, um, it's a little cleaner, I think, than some of the Les Pauls I've heard. In terms it of is. tone.
2: yeah. But it will, you know,
3: break up beautifully.
1: Oh, yeah, so no, she's really turned down low. I mean, she can overdrive that amp real easy with this guitar. that has a lot of output.
2: I'm just showing you how nice it sounds just straight through the amp.
1: Basically. Now, did you use this on the album?
2: No, this is a new one.
1: So it's before you had that on. Sounds great with that, uh, the geek, the geek screamer. Geek
2: screamer, yeah.
1: No, it's getting a nice tone out
2: of it. And um, hey, I've got another guitar, won't she? Go ahead. All right. This one. Let's see. I have you heard about Maitland guitars from Australia? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I wasn't
1: asked. that. Uh, was Maitland what Jackie was using?
2: Oh, Jackie Bristow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: Jackie and Mark Punch were both on the
2: show last year.
1: Yeah, she had a Maitland. It was beautiful.
2: So it's a Maiton. It's called like Martin, but Maiton. This is my little mini. But these guitars, honestly, are the best acoustic electrics I've heard live. So cute. Because, you know, they're really nice guitars, really balanced. I like the um, pretty natural finish that you can get on them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, this is a mini. It's my travel guitar. But you plug these them in. The, the acoustic electric system in these guitars is, seriously, it sounds the sweetest that I've ever heard. If you're just backing yourself up solo or even if you're playing with a band, what have you, none of that affected, mm-hmm. you know, sound that sounds like cardboard. You don't get any of that.
1: With but these that, that doesn't bug you the short scale? Um, it's so I small. have another
2: one full size. Oh, full for size. Live. Okay. But, uh. Yeah, if I want to do a whole gig, I'll go for a full size, absolutely. This is a three quarter neck mm-hmm. for the Mini, but I just.
1: Now she's just playing it acoustically right
2: now. It has a
1: character similar to the harmony a little bit, but it gets that sound.
2: Yeah, and, um. The 808 that they have is the one that I'm gonna. I think that's one Jackie has. Is the one that just sounds pristine, primo.
1: Right, like, and like she it. has this one's. It looks like it's a spruce top, but I forget that type of wood on the back. It's indigenous, to, if I'm correct, to Australia. Um. I forget the name of it. it sounds great.
2: Yeah, for a little guy. Just <laughs>
1: guitar now real quick we're almost out of time Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you have to tell us about this one there's so much pearl i'm a sucker for pearl inlay on this guitar.
2: (laughs) well this is a this is a traveler this is um that actually i'm borrowing off a friend right now so i can't tell you that much about it (laughs) but oh get that out of the way it's beautiful it's got a it's got a story to tell i'll tell you that it's been all around like Many of these guitars, like that one, but it lived in Singapore for, for many years. It uh, traveled from Australia and is now owned by one of my best friends that I've also performed many concerts with around the world.
1: That's a beautiful <laughs> guitar.
2: That's a, it's
1: a Blue Ridge is the name of it. Well, we're out of time. And uh, I really want to mention again, the album that's coming out, it'll be out in June, as Living With Your Ghosts. I'll take a, let her take a picture of that. <laughs> and I'm going to put it right here in front of the camera so you can see it. And it's her with that harmony guitar sitting there and the next to the trailer. It's a great, great picture. And um, check out, I have some of her other ones here, uh, Sh- Shiver and Sigh. Uh, Grand and Green River and uh, L.A. Blues so check out these albums they're great and uh, her tone I mean it's just it's a textbook on just great sounds and great technique and uh, thank you so much Uh, real quick anything coming up that you besides the release of the album any gigs that you want to mention
2: sure Uh, well there's the um, Dallas International Guitar Show Mm -hmm. next weekend Um, it's on and we're actually doing a show I'm doing a a show with another act Danny Franchi also on Station House Records and that'll be um, the Friday the 4th at uh, 3.30 and we'll be there all weekend Mm -hmm. that's uh, usually a great event we've got a show in Austin on the um, Texas at the one to one bar Mm -hmm. as well coming up
0: and that's who are those guys that are playing with you
2: yeah that's with a actually fantastic band that I'm playing with one of my favorite groups right now I'm not just saying that (laughs) they they are incredibly they are one of my favourites called the South Austin Moonlighters Mm -hmm. so I'm really looking forward to that Uh, I mean you know the singer that plays bass at the same time sounds like Paul Rogers they all harmonise they all are incredible guitar players Uh, it's a great band
1: that's very cool
2: yeah so they'll also be uh, playing with me at the guitar show and um, of course you can pre-order the album right now so you can go on to uh station house records website
1: station house records
2: mm-hmm. you can also is it on
1: amazon can they pre-order on amazon
2: so very shortly they'll be able to do that yeah
1: okay and then also too if i'm correct www.caragranger.com is your yep, website that's right check out all the cool stuff there and uh thank you Lori, for bringing her on but you're what's welcome. going on with you i know you're busy
0: Well, I'm busy partially working for her label, Station House Records, and that's just kind of launching, and uh, we're really excited about that. We've joined our Facebook page and Danny's page and everybody's page and see what's going on. Um, Locally, we've got, the tribe is doing, uh, uh, we call this a classic cover show, and this is uh, our Eagles show, which we're making our debut at Bogies on, May 6th, and probably we'll be setting up a new show with a later date, because this one's almost sold out. Um, Rosemary Butler is going to be back at Bogey's this Thursday. For those of you local to LA, I get to play with her and sing with her. and It's, it's a great cool. band. Maitland Ward and Rob Bonfilio and uh, the crew, they're all just great. So, always lots and, of stuff uh, happening. And
1: my good friend, Steve, Steve Pfister is going to be playing at the Baked Potato.
0: And that's the 9th of May. Yeah, he's just amazing, and I'm sure you regular listeners know him because he's been here. He's been here on a lot. both sides of the uh, interview process. Yes. <laughs> he's great. We so, love him.
1: no, it's uh, I really I really appreciate it. And again, we have to have you back on.
0: Oh, great! We got
1: yeah. you, you can just, you have enough guitars? You can just th- keep bringing them on.
2: I think we got more to talk about, and yeah, also a lot to talk about. One of the other. I've just remembered because somebody reminded me um, that the other guitar uh, we used was a K guitar on K? Freedom. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Was it the 62K? Uh, could have been. And um, has a bunch of beautiful, you know, uh, acoustic guitars that we used as well. A couple of Gibsons on that, but that not on that.
1: Well, I'm going to tell Station House Records yeah. put the guitars. No, put more guitar stuff. The gear. <laughs> it's just. It's not a criticism. It's just a suggestion, because we all want to know what they're using. Cause especially her, Kara, is. We want to know how she gets that sound. Uh, but <laughs> that will definitely have you. Definitely, I, I can see you coming back. Um, I'm going to end with a song. Uh, where is it? It's "Love Will Get You Through." And it's uh, got electric slide, and it's got, again, take a listen. There's a lead at the end. Um, There's the phased guitar that Anders is using. Right. You'll hear that. And then there's these fills. Are you doing the fills? The... There's like little riffs at the end as it, because I'm playing the, the last part of the song.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: again, just Don't
0: remember.
1: 100% taste. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it was
0: put your that. headphones on. Yeah, put your headphones on because
1: there's a lot going on in there. Uh, but uh, anyway, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we will be back next week. Everybody have a great week. And here is Love Will Get You Through. What a perfect way to end that. Thank
2: you so much, Jeff. Oh, my
1: pleasure. Here we go. Everybody have a great week.